Cast your minds back to 2014, when people were pouring ice-cold water over themselves and filming it in aid of research on motor neuron disease, also known as ALS. By encouraging public donations and challenging friends online to do the same, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge went viral on the likes of Facebook and Twitter, raising an estimated 115 million extra dollars for the ALS Foundation. But just a few weeks after the campaign took off, all our interests suddenly disappeared and donations plummeted back to normal levels. So what happened? Sander van der Linden at the University of Cambridge thinks he's worked out the formula for a successful viral campaign, and I went to go find out exactly what it is and why they die out. When you look at the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, which was one of the most unprecedented viral campaigns, what's clear is that if you look at things like Google searches, Wikipedia hits, uh, donations to the ALS organization, you see this momentum building up first slowly when someone starts, you know, with the ice bucket and other people start doing it and it becomes a trend. And so you see this momentum building up and then all of a sudden it takes off and it goes viral and it peaks. But then... At some point, people stop doing it, and it tapers off, and it slows down, and then all of a sudden, everything goes back to the way it was before, and they've tried to relaunch the campaign, and that didn't necessarily work out the same way that it did the first time around, and so that is sort of the half-life or the short-lived nature of viral phenomena. Same with the Facebook Organ Donor Initiative. Most of the new registrations were achieved within the first few days of the campaign, and then again, it, it slows down dramatically. Yeah, I have to admit, there'll be a big buzz for a couple of days and everyone gets very excited. And within a week, everyone seems to have forgotten. Is there a reason for why that happens? Or do we, particularly as social creatures, just happen to have a limited attention span when it comes to these kinds of issues? Yeah, that's a great question. And so I think in the article, I talk about the difference between extrinsic incentives and intrinsic incentives. And extrinsic means that we do something because there's some external force that's facilitating our cooperation. So for example, if everyone else is doing it, but then as soon as your friends stop doing it, there's no social incentive to continue the challenge or the competition or or the behavior. An intrinsic incentive is something you do because you've become personally convinced that it's the right thing to do and you want to do it regardless of what everyone else is doing. You know, a cute picture of a cat might go viral, but that doesn't necessarily elicit the types of responses from people that that we want for for charities. And so the ALS challenge had social influence really going for it in the sense that everyone around you was was engaging in the behavior. People were publicly challenging you uh, to conform. Uh, Generally, we know that content that has strong emotional reactions is more likely to go viral. I suppose the most important factor is translational impact. And that is the the trickiest part, trying to get people to remain engaged with the cause over time. It's really interesting you talk about being engaged in the long term. We might have quite a limited attention span when it comes to campaigns, for example, like ALS, which lasted for a couple of weeks. Could you maybe describe the smart approach and how those looking to create new viral campaigns can use that approach to make their own campaign effective and really capture the public imagination. The idea is that many successful campaigns, they leverage social pressure, so social norms, and they make people feel as if everyone around them is contributing to the campaign. The moral imperative aspect is that often when there is a, a moral transgression or something happening that people are outraged about or compassionate or passionate about, that helps uh, spread a campaign. And effective reactions are really about strong emotional reactions, usually positive, but it can also be negative that people have with respect to a, to a campaign.
One of the words you use in your paper that really caught my attention was slacktivism. So this idea that I can click or sign a survey and feel really good that I've done something useful and contributed to a cause. But actually, that's not the end of the story, really, is it? Yeah, I think there's an interesting discussion about how meaningful online engagement is. And so slacktivism comes from the idea that, okay, people click on something and they feel good about it. But what, what change is it making in the real world and what impact is it having? I think some people are critical about this. We have to think about ways that we can actually get people engaged online above and beyond simply clicking on something and then being satisfied with that behavior because it's very different from actually going out and volunteering at a soup kitchen or a local cause. And we know that when people do that, when you actually get that real world experience, it's very transformative for people in terms of how they think about charities and, and social causes. And so I think trying to mimic that experience that people get in the real world and try to find a way to do that for people online is absolutely key to achieving this translational impact. 